Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. In today's conversation, we are going to be taking a huge soak in light intelligence. As we continue this series, we are progressing with this information and doing some great transformational work. My guest today works with creator beings who have been tutoring her for the past couple of decades. And she is here with us today to give us an infusion of creator-level frequencies. This will rewire us and give us a download of codes. Alicia Power is here all the way from our beloved continent of Australia. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you for being here on Quantum Conversations. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you so much. I'm I'm just hanging to get into this topic. <laughs> really, you know. Woo-hoo. Yes, we know that the energies lately have been extraordinary and this is simply a result of more light coming to our planet coming into our physical beingness we have many light workers who have been anchoring into the crystalline grid we've had solar flares that are amplifying these energies as well and this sometimes makes it a little rough around the edges for many people whose stuff, this baggage, continues to come up in our face to once and for all be cleared. And so you call this the shadow side. And we're going to work a little bit with that today to move way beyond it and fully into the light. Let's first talk about how you came to meet these creator beings who really have been mentoring you all along and are, who are even here with us right now on this call. Mm, they are indeed. <laughs> um, well, welcome everyone. Welcome to the space. And, you know, I feel like this is um, such a privilege and so much my kind of dharma, if you like, to 
to bring these creative beings, the frequency of these creative beings, the light frequency of these creative beings uh, into down into physicality, down into our consciousness, down into the the spirit universe of um, that's connected to this physical dimension. And we're going to talk about this in a moment. So, wow. So I go back to being a young child, uh, being brought up in a very Christian religious family. My parents were European and came from Europe after the Second World War. My mum's still alive. I was just with her recently. And these these guys are all leaving, you know, the, from... They touched that depth of shadow in the Second World War and um, my mum and dad just took off from Europe, from that whole um, scenario and travelled all the way to New Zealand and Australia and the other side of the planet, um, you know, to get away from the horrors, basically, the horrors of that level of shadow. And... Uh, moment. And... Um, raised six children and their uh, depth of connection to the spirit world, their depth of connection to to Jesus Christ, to, um, you know, the world of spirit with their saints coming from that traditional European uh, upbringing themselves. And we were brought up, I was brought up absolutely knowing that God exists and the saints and kneeling down to pray every night with my family and going to church and, uh, you know, and then moving out of that system after I left my secondary school and opening up to meditation and diving in straight away following an Indian spiritual guru right from the age of about 18 when I went to university, just connecting up to you know that wider world of consciousness training. So found, uh, you know, tap, it tapped me on the shoulder, beautiful Indian spiritual master from India, who had come to the West and uh, was teaching ways to connect profoundly, deeply through meditation states with God consciousness. He was absolutely the real deal, full avatar. You know, if you touched his feet, you know, in darshan, you'd fall unconscious. You know, so powerful, such a powerful mm. conduit of God consciousness. And so I dove right in because um, of the six kids, I was, the only girl, and I watched all my brothers just do everything else, you know, drugs and Buddhism and just every everything else. They all were doing it for me, and, and I was looking at it all going nuts. You know, my mm. sort of unerring, you know, radar was just trying to find the truth. And there it was. I was just jumping in through these profound, profound meditation techniques into God consciousness and went into um, studying it so profoundly where I went uh, and lived in an ashram for six years and just gave my life to God absolutely in this household, in these ashrams and totally loved it. I was so happy <laughs> just living a life mm. of meditation and satsang and service to humanity. And um, and then after about six years, this spiritual master went, look, that lifestyle does not suit the West. You guys just close it all down and go out and live a normal life, but take that level of connection and 100 million percent commitment you know to living in god consciousness with you in your normal life so that's what i did went out and uh around about the age of 30 uh i opened up my psychic ability just the simple the simplicity of sitting in utter stillness <laughs> on the inside made it really quite simple for me to have that sensitivity to notice when a being an energetic consciousness was coming towards me in the etheric so mm. in that very very first moment of you know opening a how-to book of how to how to connect following a little exercise and instantly there was this consciousness um, 
tapping, you know, on that um, the interface between me and the spirit world. And um, I, this is what I tell everyone, by the way. I love saying this because it's important that everybody realizes that you can learn how to do this, and anyone can. And uh, that the moment that you seriously, from the depth of your soul hunger, to turn to the spirit world and go, look, I need to talk to you guys. I want to, you know, even though I'd been meditating for 16 years by then and full focus, um, you know, every day, I still didn't have conscious awareness of my soul history, my Akashic records, didn't know who I was, didn't know what my agenda was or my soul agenda was in this lifetime. And that's what I was very hungry to find out. So that's why I turned to the spirit world. I needed to talk to someone who could see the entirety of my Akashic records and just start talking to me about it and start opening me up and helping me remember who I was, right? So, so there was this real um, knowing that that had to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, so beautiful, so beautiful. So, you know, what I want to say is that, that those first entry moments were, it was just one word coming back and, um, and I knew there was someone there trying to give me a university of information with one word. You know, so I thought, right, okay, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to just work with this, you know, just several times a day over the week, over the next weeks. And the sentences start to come back and my sort of concreted consciousness around opening up my telepathics, um, relaxed and softened, my unconscious relaxed around it. I started to unpack the instant knowings that, are, that were coming back to me. My intelligence level around that telepathy, the instant flow of telepathy increased. So it was on my side that the skill level started to increase. And um, and that's what practice does. And um, very, very quickly, the entity, the being that I began to work with showed up as and, and was a master energy worker, an absolute master energy worker and we teamed up and he began to show me energy work, etheric body energy work and for the next two years, uh, you know, instantly um, I was learning so quickly and established a, a clinic quite quickly with teams of these master energy workers working with me but I, what I want to quickly say is that the these beginning moments, this was 27 years ago, uh, these beginning moments uh, of working as an energy worker inside people's auric fields, watching what these master energy workers were doing, this opened me up to my telepathic capability even more because when you do energy work, you literally, all the Reiki people, everybody who does energy work on this call, they know that you know that uh, you're stepping into higher and higher and higher dimensions. Your energy buddies and technician buddies that are working with you pull you into higher and higher dimensions and it's so much easier to have two-way telepathic communication and, and uh, I was... Uh, you know, ferociously passionate from that point to pass on the knowledge because I was already a teacher. Um, that That's very much uh, what I do. I, I teach. So I began to pass on the knowledge of how to open up telepathically and was running workshops on channeling, you know, people taking people into full body channeling processes and whole groups, you know, and facilitating this right quite quickly and also teaching energy work quite quickly because... Um, the training was so accelerated and how to do energy work and partnering with these uh, spirit technicians. So in the first two years, extraordinary training, extraordinary acceleration. Okay, I'm just going to clear my throat. And what I want to say just really quickly is after those first two years, I was working with a multitude of ascended masters and gods and goddesses in the spirit world and 
um, my own um, pantheons and ancient Egyptian gods and you know there was such a variety of beings that were part of everybody else's lineages you know that were coming in into the clinic into the uh, as a etheric energy worker so um, so I was introduced to just so many and I was working with so many layers of the spirit world and um, was channeling ended up channeling so many of them and what was fascinating I was handed up to a higher layer as every one of us do that that jump into this process of awakening in direct deliberate awakening with spirit tutors you know all of you who are working with spirit helpers and spirit partners um, this is what they are doing they're waking you up you know on a program of awakening layer by layer and what was interesting is um, I was touring Australia I was running workshops and I was on a plane heading somewhere to a community where I was going to be running workshops and doing facilitations one-on-one and on the plane I was um, introduced to tapped on the shoulder and introduced to another higher layer uh, uh, to be my primary mentors from that point, on, point onwards and they introduced themselves to me as creator beings and um, mm. so this um, was while you were on a plane and you felt that tap on your shoulder but it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a physical being okay fascinating yeah and um, so because my telepathics were very good by then I was um, you know just just so practiced and so my the, tra- the way I train people uh, to open up their telepathics is I'm very curious and I'm also passionate. I'm, you know, a journalist by trade and so I'm very interested in, in, and curious to drill in and find out more about my subject. And so if some new consciousness introduces themselves to me, first of all, I'm always assessing them to see what, what level of light they come from. I um, always, you know, make sure they're off the light and the love. This is for everyone listening. But also, I also really enjoy finding out where they're from, uh, what their speciality is, what they're going to be training me in. Can you hear that I'm very kind of, I don't know, deliberate and clinical about my process and my partnership with these spirit tutors um, because the telepathics, it's important to have your telepathics open, I feel, uh, so that you can have these kind of deliberate conversations. Um, <clears throat> so they began to introduce me to concepts of what a creative being is instantly on this tele- on this um, plane flight. Um, and they began to tell me that they oversaw universes. Uh, and let me just track back a little bit. This particular level oversaw the physical universe. Now, this is not the Metatron level. Uh, you know, the teams that actually uh, began to generate the universe, this particular uh, spirit universe that is connected to the physical universe. These, this is a layer that oversaw, and it's so fascinating, the story of who this was in the end that I've now understood <clears throat> because I've been passed up to many layers above that now so um, other teams and higher levels of overseers of many universes but this particular creator being was with me for maybe about 10 years and trained my conscious uh, my auric field rewired my auric field recoded my auric field cleared uh, the core wound in my Akashic records. He did a lot of work with me, this particular creator being. And um, the story of this creator being is fascinating. 
Excuse me, I've got for some reason I'm just clearing my throat quite a bit. Sure. Uh, this creative being, uh, it's so beautiful for everybody. You guys will love this story. So he approached councils above him uh, and had an idea as a creative being to create a universe that had physicality as a concept. And in order to create physicality, he had to create a, a thought field. Uh, and this thought field involved intention, as we all know, the quantum runs on intention. So physicality where it precipitates into the physical and in actual fact is just a holographic experience. And I'm getting serious and advanced here straight away because I know you've got an advanced audience, Lorraine. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so this creative being, um, came up with an idea that he put to a council. And I'm giving you this picture because there are authority levels that were involved in pushing the button to say yes for this to roll out. Okay, so and there's so there's culpability, there's authority levels, right? <laughs> there's responsibility levels, and all of this will be tying into my conversation today about what on earth happened here. <laughs> okay, so um so this creative being was the guy who put this proposal to the councils above him who said yes to it. Now, the the framework and the dynamic, as I've just said, is a thought field. So he designed the thought field um, and also, you know, created the teams and the spirit layers below him in order to create this, in order to create the communities of all of the kingdoms and all of the, the communities of spirit beings below. Many, many, many multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and layers and layers and layers and layers, all densifying further and further down, all agreeing to be part of this experiment and this experience uh, where sentience, conscious sentience, emerges into a holographic field that experiences itself in the mirror effect uh, and has a continuum of experience where it's choosing, where it's prompted to choose, prompted to be sentient, prompted to be awake, prompted to be deliberate in its decision to love as a gift to the source. So this beautiful mirror effect creates an awakening moment of choice uh, and choosing love above fear. Now part of this holographic experience where consciousness is invited to move into this holographic field, uh, which is physicality, what we call physicality and what we think is solid, uh, where consciousness is invited as a sentient consciousness to come into this holographic field and to begin to choose love over fear. An element was uh, <clears throat> part of the design that this creator being came up with and was part of the proposal that he put to these councils above him to to approve it was that a software or a code or a software was part of this um, dynamic of choice and of sentience of the mirror effect of the moment of choice uh, within the hologram so this software was introduced and the software is shadow the software is what I call the opposing force so a dynamic was set up 
where sentience, where consciousness felt an aggravation, an irritation, if you like, a moment of, you know, the pebble in the shoe, the, the sand in the shell, the oyster shell, uh, <clears throat> a moment of irritation, a moment of reflection, a moment of noticing what one prefers. So this was the original setup. This was the original design. This was the original sort of mix of software that was created to generate choice. And the word choice is huge in the spirit worlds and in, in my uh, lineages that I work with because it is all about this particular spirit universe. And I use these words incredibly deliberately because I'm not just talking about the holographic experience of being, being in physicality at all. I'm talking about all the layers above and sitting connected to that holographic experience of physicality because they are all um, mentoring it. They're mentoring all the layers below them and then below them and are mentoring us as consciousnesses within this holographic experience. So there's an enormous teamwork going on above us. And these layers of consciousness and all of these layers in the spirit, including all the ETs, including all the, um, just all of the communities above us, traveling upwards through different layers of density, traveling all the way up to higher and higher layers of authority above us, right up to the edge of the spirit universe. And I'm, again, introducing concepts here of an edge of the spirit universe because I'm about to talk to everyone about your, the, the journey of your soul and how it entered the system uh, right from the very beginning when it was born into the system of the spirit universe you, and its agenda. You kind of dropped agenda. out there. You said, okay, you said your soul, how our souls come into the system. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. We had a and glitch. That... We had a glitch there and we had to fill in the blank. <laughs> oh. So, okay, interesting. Yeah. So the story All right. of your soul, so, yes. how, mm-hmm. how your soul entered, entered the spirit universe. And the birth of your soul into the spirit universe is a, is a beautiful story. It's a big story. It's a potent story. And this is how, this is what I'd, I'd love to let your audience just know a little bit about this, this, the insight. And I actually have not, I don't reveal this very often actually. Um, and it's because you've got an advanced audience that I'm kind of keen to help them understand some of the dynamics of this. And this background of this, how this uh, universe was even generated is important. I do want to say that um, I haven't quite, quite finished the, the story of the dynamic of this opposing force yet because it, there's a there's a kick to it and I'm sure everyone listening is going, oh, I think I know what's going to be. <laughs> anyway, um, so I just want to just, uh, there's a fast overview here. Um, Yes. Won't be moment. Yeah, I won't be moment. Just picking up where where I was there. Okay, so the opposing force. Um, I use the word shadow for a long time. I've used the word darkness. Um, shadow is a little softer for us, for our, our conscious mind. Now, um, yeah, it's almost like duality. So mhm. Yeah. The opposing force for the choice to generate choice. Mhm. Now. Um, let me just um, just feel into it might be a moment. So what's important is for everyone listening and for all of us to realize is that we are in a continuum at the moment um, in our physical experience, a continuum where we are in a holographic experience. 
Um, we are in an experience of choice. We are right from the word go, from the very beginning of our moment, the very first moment of being birthed, um, the very first moment of inception. Um, we are working with shadow a little bit more deliberately than we were when we were in the spirit world. We, as souls, we've travelled through many experiences before we even started to incarnate into the physical. And in those higher soul existence experiences, we were introduced to shadow, to darkness. We did have interaction with it. <clears throat> Some of us experienced profound infusion of darkness where our Akashic records were imbued with darkness um, and the lords of darkness and various layers of authority in darkness um, started to own sections of our Akashic, of our knowledge base, um, you know, from what it was that we were when we entered even this whole spirit universe connected to this uh, experience that this particular creator being designed. Uh, so, but there was an agenda. <laughs> there was such an agenda for all of us coming in. And Loren, remind me to tell the story of those that entered deeply into darkness and those that chose not to enter deeply into darkness um, because there is an important story for many of us to to realize uh, of the value of both of mm -hmm. those and there's a lot of detail around that and okay. who we are standing now on stage and what that value is that we're bringing to this moment because that's very very important for many of us to realize that there's a massive backstory of why we're even here and how we're operating now and what mm -hmm. our um what our passions are now and who we are now and the matrix that we sit inside, our personal matrix that we've brought to this moment. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about there. So what I want to talk about is this opposing force that was part of the design, the original design. I want to quickly say in, in a summary form that originally this, the softwares mixed and moved together correctly. And they did create sentience from the perspective of knowledge of self, where self was understood, self was learnt about, um, self as consciousness, as light of love, was reflected upon and understood, uh, as was and was mentored in this experience of physicality. Um, because the mirrors were intact, um, the mirrors of physicality were intact. We learnt about love. We learnt about source. We learnt about ourselves as light. So there was this exquisite mirroring um, process, and the gift of that moment of realization of what we were as light and love, and offering that moment of realization and the joy and the love of the recognition of that moment to source as the gift. This was how it was set up. This was how it was designed. Now, I just want to say that what began to happen was a horror story. <laughs> oh, yes. We're feeling that. There may, be, <laughs> there may be a movie script in this. <clears throat> now, what began to happen is a, re is a dawning and a realization, not just of the creator being that created this whole game, but also of the guys that gave them the go-ahead. So they sit outside the spirit universe within which this whole setup was created. Um, I'm talking about the guys above, right? These, these, these overseers, the councils. So within this spirit universe that this creator being 
initially he gave me the term, it gave me the term, they gave me the term, father of love. Let's just use that initially, father of love, this, this being that thought up this concept. Uh, what began to happen was, and I will use the term software because it's a little bit more accurate than any, any other word, because it is almost binary, it is um, a code in, in a sense. Um, it began to, and AI, artificial intelligence software developers, take note, uh, it began to become almost sentient in itself or it began to have almost a mirroring effect in itself. It began to grow. It began to, um, you know, that whole re uh, replicating cell, you know, cell replication sort of experience. Mm -hmm. um, or process, it began to, the word develop comes to mind, it began to replicate, it began to become sentient in a replication type of format. Um, so instead of being, let me say here, neutral or dormant and playing its role, its level of sentience began to grow. And it started, and that hasn't stopped. So that duplication, replication process is still happening. It has been, um, uh, uh, what's the word? The councils above this creator being have come in now and have injected levels of frequency from above this entire universe and have begun the process of um, deleting the software and um, doing it in an incredibly deliberate way and in a very clear, specific program because they understand how it works. However, I'm just just letting everybody know that mm -hmm. <laughs> on the front as I'm beginning to tell the story, right? Just yeah. to let you know that this is happening. However, what began to happen is... Um, Authority layers within shadow began to develop voraciously, powerfully. Um, they began to grow programs themselves of um, and and their communities. And also, I've been told that they approached, and this is important, many communities that were off the light, already in place, in all the layers that were connected to this physical dimension. They touched them approached them and touched them literally etherically and infused mm -hmm. them with shadow sometimes very gently initially but their process the way they do it is gentle initially and it's like a tiny tiny little bit of ink going into a glass of water just very very gently beginning to flow into the etheric of that community there it's it's so much their modus operandi that's how they work in the back door now, <clears throat> remembering that initially th this this sort of shadow energy was designed to generate an awakeness, to generate what they call choice, meaning mm. the ability to feel the difference and then make a choice about it. Mm -hmm. So that was originally the the purpose of that software, which it still, at all its levels, has that capability. So when it meets light frequency, there is an opportunity in that moment, no matter how high in the echelons of authority that light might be or how 
further down towards in the density it might be. So that opportunity is always there. We always have an opportunity to own the space in that moment. Okay, and that is what the learning is in that moment. Now just let's just shortcut the story and say we're a long way down the track now in this story. So <clears throat> Shadow has infiltrated many light communities in the worlds of spirit. Many. Um and I will say just really quickly, I'm going to bounce around a little bit in the story, is that many of us <clears throat> were in those creator being levels ourselves. This is important. Mm -hmm. And we chose to enter and birth ourselves as consciousnesses with inside the spirit universe I'm not talking about the physical universe I'm just saying the spirit universe right in those that higher levels so we as creative beings many of us chose to bring our consciousness into this game and I quickly want to say that when it's a little bit like a child being born that initial moment is like a an infant moment so we let go of much of our memory of our capability, even coming into the spirit universe, being born into it. So when you, when you in this sort of um, force field of the spirit universe, we haven't learnt how light and dark dances, how light and shadow dances together. We're fresh, we're brand new, we are in light and love as a baby soul, you could say. And I will say, um, just really quickly, I'll say that within a very short space of time, really short space of time, shadow begins to touch that new soul. And a lot of the time in that moment, it is a backdoor touch moment where the soul is just learning. It's got mentors around it. And because it's set up, this uh, spirit universe is set up with shadow as part of the software, mix. Uh, the mentors even allow the shadow to touch that brand new soul just very gently because they know that that soul is about to begin a process of awakening, of knowledge gathering, of choice making all the way through its massive journey in the worlds of spirit until it finally begins in the last 20% of its, the arc of its journey, physical incarnations. Still learning still being touched by shadows, still being prompted to choose and make choice. So it is a very, very big story, everyone. There's a very long arc um, of experience, um, of touching, being touched by shadow. So this brand new soul has a tiny seed of shadow in its etheric software and in the force field that it is. It, um, I just quickly want to say it begins to get given roles and jobs straight away. Very, very sort of joyful, simple roles uh, where it grows in knowledge of how to have a role as a spirit being and how to hold its light um, and how to work with other beings in collaboration and teams. It just begins to learn within the system of the spirit universe. And over time, it begins to get mature in its choice making, in holding light really steady. Now, some souls, 
It's such a gift to be able to tell a story to everybody here today, I want to say. Some souls choose to um, experience darkness from an inner position, from a vantage point of holding light as their preference because the intelligence of that soul still understands it's on an agenda and on a journey for a reason. It has an agenda. It decided to come in. So it can choose to stay, and often, and many do, choose to stay in the higher echelons of light most of the time. It goes through trainings of holding light against darkness. It goes through trainings of mentoring many, many, many layers of communities below it in light and love, which is complex. This is not a, these are not simple and simplistic trainings. Very, very complex. And holding a multitude of roles and, and learnings and training curves. Um, and especially as it enters lower and lower density and the, commu uh, the communities get um, so differentiated in their specialities and types of healings and the way they hold their communities and what they're about. And, <clears throat> and However, I also want to say is that many souls also and each soul is so unique, you know, I'm, I'm sort of giving us such an overview of this, but some souls, again, remember they're on an agenda because we, as those souls, knew that this time on planet Earth is a major awakening time and also, as some of your other interviewees have said, by the way, that um, the salvation of Earth was not a given. I think Christoph right. Melchizedek was talking about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that around about, you know, that, you know, the, the end of 2012, there was intervention, which indeed there was. Yes. So uh, this was, this is beyond a potent time for souls to show up within the holographic experience and hold their light. Um, for the purpose of holding light, for the purpose of holding light, the quotient of light as high as possible. We know this, our intellect knows this. So the agenda of the soul to even enter the spirit universe was massive, like so brave, so courageous to even learn how to experience shadow, learn what it is. Now some souls, beyond courageously, decided to learn about shadow in a big way. And they allow themselves to be pulled down, 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 the echelons of authority and the echelons of shadow, of darkness, and allow themselves to even be taken fully by darkness and occupied fully by darkness and controlled by darkness. And when I say controlled by what darkness is, I'm talking about lords of darkness, high layers of authority and darkness. These are beings that are very powerful. Some Lightworkers say, oh, shadow is just shadow. You know, just feel your shadow and let it go. It's like, whoa, have you any idea what shadow is? <laughs> so I'm just, I need to say that too, by the way, because there is an enormous naivety in some communities and in, in, in lightworkers of what shadow is. Give them an inch and they'll take a mile and people have no idea and shadow may not even be bothered with working or, or with um, trying to disturb you um, if you're not, if you are naive about it, because you're you're safe. If you turn around and understand what shadow is, um, you may need to be um, 
what I'm trying to say here, is initiated into higher and higher levels of power, meaning power of light, power of love, so that you get so strong. And this, by the way, is a training I've gone through, very, very much so, in order to hold your light beyond shadow, in order to hold your light with knowledge of what shadow is, so that you can see it coming, so that you understand how powerful it is, <laughs> so that you have skills and partnerships, so that you can manage it, right? Management, we're inside a force field where this is a reality. It's part of the software, it's part of the setup, the opposing force. It's how reality is created via your intention, which a lot of the time is triggered by shadow by subliminal fear, mm. by, by our hopes and dreams, which quite often have been um, sculpted by subliminal unconscious child-level experiences of shadow as we were growing up, through other people, whatever, just through the etheric. So we generate our realities with our subliminal intention because it's a hologram. We walk and talk in our hologram, generating realities via our subliminal intention because it's a quantum world and a lot of that has been touched um, and colored by shadow. Uh, what I'm saying, the base of our intention is colored by shadow. This is a part of us. We cannot divorce ourselves from it necessarily if I need to sort of even go into that kind of a concept. Right? <laughs> it's not a small thing. It's not a shallow thing. This is part of the dynamic of the etheric. And how the quantum works. It's the way it was set up by the original designers of this whole spirit universe. And also, yeah, you know, they, they wanted to design a gift of a sentient moment, of a conscious moment of deliberate choice. Mm -hmm. So um, so back to these guys, back to so many of us that went into the layers of shadow. Um, those of us, those of you who've done therapy, some people have profound addictions and have touched what is called in therapy rock bottom and there's a saying in therapy which says allow someone to have their rock bottom the dignity of their rock bottom because it's in that moment that their core self chooses to start heading upwards because if they don't have that they stay disempowered so this is that's within the context of therapy and a little bit like that where a soul has been taken by shadow and I'm not going to get into too much detail, but at some point, hopefully, and it did, to most, souls begin to travel back upwards up into the light. They regain their ability to infuse themselves with the light. They rejoin their communities of light, but they have profound scar tissue, scar tissue in their Akashic memory, in their Akashic records, in their soul history. Profound. The reason they let that happen to themselves, guess what, everyone? This is just like you want to cry when you hear this, really. It's because they know that at this time on planet Earth, this time showing up in the huge cycles of consciousness, in this physical hologram where they want to steer it and guide it with their intention, they wanted to understand shadow profoundly. This is the reason they let themselves get that wounded and that hurt. So that they were not afraid of shadow, so that they had been there, done that, so that they could turn around and face it because they knew it intimately. This is the reason 
why some people now stand on the stage in physicality with fearlessness as warrior souls. Many of these people are fearless in business. Their minds are used to being on the battlefield. In human incarnation, they stood, excuse me, they stood on battlefields. They stood in the center of intensity, of shadow intensity, comfortably because they understood it. They had done it to a degree that many haven't. And so they met shadow with a stability, with, by the way, a clarity of purpose with a clarity of a boundary with that shadow. Not only that, with an understanding of what even shadow is that you cannot get intellectually. Right? Deep experience. Experiential training. And so these souls, you know, wow. Who isn't feeling the emotion in this moment of these guys that did that and stand now still wounded some of these, some of you know who you are, you're still scratching that itch inside of you because, and your realities might be really uh, fractured because you're, the mirror is reflecting a fractured etheric. Fortunately or unfortunately, and yet the soul that you are is so profoundly determined to be here in this time and place, to stand up and be in leadership fearlessly. To see on the global stage all the shadow and all the beings that are taken by shadow in leadership, right? Mm -hmm. And still, and still fearlessly speak up and be seen because you know what shadow is. So I'm saying there's a reason for it. And to be lauded, you know, these guys, these, these souls that have decided to take that particular path. You know, my depth of perspective is profound. I, I never have judgment around um, you know souls and, and individuals because when you begin to look at their journey and who they really were right at the beginning you know the um, the raison d'etre the reason they're here mm -hmm. um, is you know is beyond um, sort of you can't even articulate that level of commitment to light so I just want to quickly say then I'm um, you know I, I have described this in the past in lectures <coughs> excuse me is that let's go back up to the the journeys of the souls that chose not to be so deeply wounded, these guys are showing up currently through all the densification, through all the other soul spirit communities that they've passed through and are now within this holographic community, this holographic physical dimension that they are here. They're holding light. They are not so capable of understanding shadow. Um, they're not so comfortable with meeting shadow. They don't often recognize shadow <laughs> as a package and what it is and what its capability is. They hold light very deliberately and they bring harmony and harmonizing of the etheric into this reality. So they sing, they create music, they radiate love through whatever they can because that is their role whether it's loving a child in their family and spreading that quality of vibration as far as they can, whether they're on YouTube and whatever it is they're talking about, it's their, the quality of their vibration that they're shining. Um, whatever it is, they're teaching, you know, the quality of their vibration, the quality of their light, 
that they are shining. doesn't matter what words are coming out of their mouth. Right. So it's usually in the tone of their voice um, and it's the concepts that they talk about. It's a reminding vibration, reminding us of light and of love. Huge gift. Mm. So you can hear how the two, oh, you know, such a variety, of course, everyone's unique, you know, in everyone's story, but the meeting of these two qualities of souls through all of the cycles of the lifetimes where the themes, you know, my God, I mean, too many, too many to, to talk about. But um, And usually I just quickly want to say is whatever our dominant accumulation and total of all of our frequencies is, like for example, the ones that accumulated a lot of shadow frequency that still sits <clears throat> in the total of their etheric. Um, they could have had lifetimes that amplified that. You know, what is karma? Karma is amplification <laughs> of all the stories, of all the wounding, of, of the sum total of what sits, the waveforms of what sits in your etheric, the sum total. Karma is just simply an amplification of that so that you have moments of releasing it of healing it, of deleting it, of transmuting it, of whatever it is, of but that's getting amplified, right? That's what karma is. We just have to meet the occlusions, um, the disturbances um, the that sit in the etheric as waveforms. So you just have to move through it. So many of our lifetimes were just amplifications of whatever it was that was sitting as a an accumulation in our etheric. So unfortunately, many warrior souls and those that accumulated darkness to a huge degree had to walk through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of battling and holding power and being betrayed and understanding wounding to such a degree, enormous degree, just watching their reality show up over and over and over again um, with wounding. Um, and many light souls, by the way, I want to say that um, shadow was walking into your lifetimes also because remember it is a shimmering holographic reality screen that you kept choosing to come into as an exploration and shadow is part of that it walked into your lifetimes your cycles and interrupted the flow of the love and the light uh, and you too accumulated memory of shadow maybe not in such a deep way but certainly it's there and again uh, you carry that with you and what's showing up in your reality screen on your holographic screen is still the accumulation of all of that. We know that. We know that we have to work with our past lives. We know we have to do the healing down in our Akashic. So um, just let's just see where my spirit teams want to talk, want to talk, want to talk about now. So they just want to go back to that software that began to replicate and began to get sentience and began to create a program. I will say this really clearly for everyone and I hope you're hanging on to your hats and you know it began to create a program of ownership of the entire spirit universe this is really and quite bottom line that's what it, uh, its agenda has become for a very long time the reason these creative beings that um, are above by the way uh, this this creative being father of love he gave me other names subsequently we're at very powerful sound code names later but father of love uh, 
was kind of, you know, had to have conversations with these guys, with the councils that gave him permission <laughs> to create this dynamic, this particular huge spirit universe because it was getting out of control, the, that aspect of all of the, um, the software, the opposing force. It was accumulating. It was growing in authority. It had started to get agendas and it was um, mobilizing those agendas quite powerfully of ownership, of dominance, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, up to 90% ownership. So um, these higher councils realized it was out of control and chose to enter the, the spirit universe. Remember, I'm talking about the spirit universe, not the physical universe, the spirit universe, all those higher echelons who were part of generating the thought field all the way down the teams that, and the communities of light and of the etheric and the spirit worlds that have to do with this entire setup. So these higher overseer beings, councils, chose to send a ray of their level of frequency, which is what, and you heard um, and read the phrase beyond shadow. They allowed their, their level of frequency to enter all the way down, definitely through me, maybe through others. I'm not owning this whole thing, the story. Uh, definitely through me and use me as a radar shield or as a pump, as a pipe um, to enter right at the coalface, if you like, into this holographic physical dimension density level. So my body, my the auric field that's connected to this physical lifetime for me has been used now for 25 years with these creator beings of bringing through this level of frequency down into the physical dimension. And uh, the percentage of ownership has been pushed back substantially. Um, because these overseers from outside this universe, the spirit universe, understand the makeup, the setup, the coding that was involved, they understand it. Uh, they understand also how to very, very gently work with the dynamics of this universe, the spirit universe and the physical universe, not to di disrupt, are you hearing this, not to disrupt the fabric of how this originally was designed, because it was originally designed to work with an opposing force of choice, which, and I'm just going to repeat this, which then generates an intention, which then generates your physical reality. So they were, uh, as they've been working gently, leaking this higher extreme light and love down into this dynamic that includes shadow, they've been doing it carefully on a program not to disrupt the original program and design of how physical reality is generated. Is everyone hearing that? Yeah. Because if they just switched off the opposing force, then the entire dynamic changes the mm. entire dynamic um, actually like a pack of cards just folds so um, it's a big story and they want us to continue with our sentience journey with our deliberate awakening journey they are giving us a timeline of awakening they're giving us space to continue 
with our, and this is what the, a word they love is empowerment, the empowerment journey. I want to say this whole story is much more complicated than how I've even talked about here. Uh, but this is what's in relation to this particular spirit universe. And remembering everyone now that, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or 8 years ago or something, maybe 10 years ago, they introduced me to much higher layers, even above the councils and even layers above that, that now are working and using their frequency through me down here through into physicality. So the stories are even bigger. Multi-universes that they oversee and multi-games that other creator beings have created, etc., etc. It's a bigger bigger story and authority is a word they use where it's not a control thing with authority it's just the ability to change something with speed for them that's what authority is so change something uh, in the fabric in the tissue of um, the experience we're all having as souls the, the tissue of the etheric meaning within an individual within a whole landscape of etheric you know, within multi-layers of the etheric, the speed, that's what authority means. So these guys are super accelerated uh, and they, I will say, oh, it's interesting that they're bringing this in, they are interested, very interested in finding and looking for individuals who are willing to go through a growth period. <laughs> they're telling me to say this, that, like I have also, of empowerment, of um, learning how to work with shadow so that you hold light with knowledge, you know, with knowledge and skill base, um, so that you're not holding shadow naively, so that you, sorry, <laughs> so that you're not holding light naively, but you're understanding the context of how you're holding it um, and how to work light and love and how to work with uh, creative level um, partnerships with that acceleration speed. Um, to bring that frequency, like I do, down into um, these levels of the density and especially into the physical hologram, especially at this time. Because, um, you know, shadow, that quotient of shadow still needs to be loved back into light. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially at this time, yes. So we would love to make a creator-level partnership to bring these frequencies into the hologram. Wow, you said a lot of information there. That is a fascinating story, and I know it resonates with many who are following the stories of what what we even call the cabal. But what you said there about the darkness, this is a choice that each soul takes to be in that ownership of the of the the light understanding why we hold the light and the importance of the light well you said a bunch of things there about even the new children coming in and these higher beings coming in right now can you talk to the incredible frequency of our earth raising because this is part of it Mm. Let's take a look at this. And I just want to say that I um, specialize in working with these uh, these overseer uh, sorry these overseer layers. That's my specialty. So I don't spend my time working with um, 
all of the, the light communities, not necessarily now, right? I might have in my earlier on, but now I don't work with all the teams and all the communities that are working directly with the etheric of Mother Earth. Um, I actually do a lot of clearing, by the way, in the multidimensional layers of Mother Earth, uh, and I'm doing, as part of the, the job that I've come here to do, hold the light against um, vast layers of shadow that are still operable in the higher layers of the etheric. I have a, you know, I just work very, very hard in, in some of these roles and I, but I'm not talking to the, uh, the teams and the communities that are necessarily working with the, for example, the Schumann residents of Mother Earth. But let's hear and see what my spirit teams want to say. So I'm just letting you know that I don't have a close um, knowledge base of um, the detail of this. Okay. <clears throat> Won't be a moment. Might be a moment, guys. They're actually just talking about it as being a punctuation point, which is so beautiful. Might be a moment. I'm just in my telepathic mode, chatting away to them. Yeah. So Mother Earth is feeling the strength coming back. And she's... Um, hilarious they use the word burp it's like she's burping but what that really is is um a very fast as you were saying an augmentation of her power frequency so and what's so beautiful too is you know we know she's sentient we also know that all the planets in the sun are sentient and are portals right into uh, extraordinary uh, communities of light you know so if that physical hologram didn't exist, these guys are real entities, are real beings. And they're all communing and holding space together, as in this, sol uh, this solar system, all the solar systems, all the galaxies. Um, <clears throat> you know, scientists have now seen, by the way, have you guys seen these pictures? Oh, they're now able to photograph the plasma. Hello, between... <laughs> All the heavenly bodies, they can see the communi communication pathways, the energetic pathways, right? Mm -hmm. So every, everyone now knows Beautiful. that this is a community event, right? So, um, And so Mother Earth, by the way, some of you already know this and understand this from other teachings and other teachers that have been on here, that um, she was so much, you know, the final plug hole in the physical hologram Uh she originally, obviously, was this incredible library of light and love, you know, consciousness library of all the genetic codes. And <clears throat> darkness um, found a way in and took over the etheric fields and have, has held her very, very tightly, like a, the, my teams are telling me to say and showing me like a, oh, man, like a pincer, like so tight. She's been held prisoner etherically for so long on the etheric levels, um, whether it's her portal that's been held hostage many, many, um, many layers uh, in the lower vibratory layers um, have set up shop in on Mother Earth. She seriously was a plug hole. Um, I could use some other word as in toilet <laughs> mm -hmm. for, um, for 
get this everyone, a moment of ownership of the whole universe as a possibility. Right? <laughs> it, there really seriously was an nth moment on that 2012 juncture point. And that's why the uh, intervention came in in a very, very, very big way. All the light workers were working hard. We were all working hard as a community. I was working hard with groups. Um, wow. Just about every day uh, and just pulling in extraordinarily high frequency mm -hmm. to, to literally uh, save a, a sinking boat. Yeah. And, and so there was a incredible moment <clears throat> of um, intervention and uh, because the, the dynamic itself was not going to save itself just on its own just the way if it was allowed to just stay on its own and so intervention uh, came and um, that portal that hemorrhaging portal of darkness was closed however I just want to say there is a huge amount of uh, darkness communities still sitting in Mother Earth and they're being mopped up they are are being touched by super high frequency of light, invited to join back the families of light. But, but it's a big job. And also stability is at stake, the stability of holding the physical hologram still as a stable experience. So um, Mother Earth, so my spirit teams are wanting to say that she is feeling the love, you know, she is feeling the power returning. She is feeling the strengthening. She is feeling the releasing of the density in her auric fields. And she is uh, reaching towards the sun, who's an extraordinary, he is, an, it is the solar logos, you know, it is an extraordinary portal consciousness um, holding open a gateway of light and as we all know, packets of consciousness in every photon, pockets of light intelligence coming towards us in every photon from the sun. So she communes with the sun. And so this beautiful marriage of um, the, sun, the, the solar flares and her awakening, shaking awake her frequency. It's a bit like a dog, you know, just shaking. So I'm just wanting to just see what else my spirit teams want to say as how this relates to the collective, the human collective at the moment, the unconscious. Oh, it's interesting. They, they're wanting to articulate something that they've usually kept really quiet because they, they're very appropriate as to what our conscious mind has to metabolize <laughs> when it gets certain kinds of information. They're wanting to say that around the time of... Um, the recent uh, US election, and I'm not taking sides, I'm very carefully saying that, but around mm -hmm. the time of um, the, US, uh, the US election, many people sort of were asking, you know, what the, or just wanting insight. And what my spirit teams and what these higher overseer council level beings were letting me know was actually that they... Um, were not focused on the reality being generated as a collective at that time. Um, they were focused on a very, 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 very large 
wave or flow of shadow of darkness that was starting to move towards the spirit universe and approach it. Their attention was on that. And they were managing that. And it was transmuted. So they just want to say that that is sort of at that moment and even currently that's more where their attention is. So they just wanted to just mention that. Now I just wanted to say, see what else I wanted to say. Because I'm saying that it's important that human, um, that many light workers realise there's a much bigger game and a bigger picture going on. Might be a moment. Might be a moment, everybody. Okay. So they're saying that there is a juncture point coming up. There's a magnification point coming up shortly. There's a, what I'm trying to find, um, yeah, energies are going to get amplified to a point shortly. Um, and always a moment like this is a training moment, it's a test moment, it's a opportunity moment for light workers, those of us that are um, that are light workers. And remember we're very alone in our classroom here. It's always an opportunity that's just so private for each of us and so quiet and so in the depth of our unconscious the sort of musculature of our training, you know, with our of our life, of how we've worked with ourselves throughout our life. That's what comes into play in the reflex moment of an opportunity when there's a huge amplification between light and dark coming up, they're saying shortly. And they're actually saying that this increase of the Schumann resonance uh, is part of a lead up to a very, very powerful precipitation of like a volcano going off of, of a release point between light and dark. I hope everybody's hearing me on this. So they're saying that a moment like that could be a private moment where you meet a very deep fear within inside yourself. Remember it's a hologram and you're alone in your virtual video game with your spirit mentors and spirit tutors, right? So your reflex, your inner reflex could be a very private moment where one of your deepest fears um, shows up either externally or just echoes of an ancient, and we're all, all familiar with this, where we're moving and drilling into our own ancient um, needs for healing, some of that might be amplified more intensely than normal at this juncture point. So it could be a, bit, a private moment, it could be a public moment, it could be a moment where you choose, and this I just want to quietly say this to everybody listening, you could choose to own your hologram in that moment. Remember that whole Hawaiian Ho'oponopono principle where, mm -hmm. where you're choosing to own the hologram and you are saying to your hologram, I'm sorry, please forgive me and I love you. So what you're actually doing is training your holographic field which shows up your reality and includes the person 
the actor on your stage. So you're training, speaking to and instructing that holographic field, which includes the actor on your stage, which includes an individual that you may be even saying it to etherically. Because that individual begins to align in train with your holographic movie screen, with your holographic field that you're instructing using those words. Because you're diving deep into love and compassion and self-love. But most importantly, and most importantly, you're owning the hologram in that moment. So my spirit teams are saying, these creative beings are saying, this is the opportunity in that amplification moment that's coming up shortly. That this uh, Schumann resonance, and it's like a wave that's going to flow through all of humanity, through the unconscious. And remembering that everyone is an individual in their own holographic movie screen, in their own holographic virtual reality game. So it is, it can be private deep inside of you or it can be a moment, even if it's reflected outside of in your reality, where you choose, I want just a huge clue everyone, where you choose to own that you're in a movie. It's a very simple thing to say, but if you do that, in the moment of fear, you win. And not only that, all of the light beings and the communities of spirit, of light and love, <clears throat> applaud and applaud and applaud because you have alchemically shifted the collective in that moment. <clears throat> so we are here. Powerful. We are here. I know. We're here for that purpose, for that remembering privately within inside ourselves to regain our power, um, that we are creative beings. That's a lofty title and don't get too, people don't get caught up on that. Don't worry about that. You are a soul that's taken a very long journey to be here now, to hold the light. And even though it's a very, very simple concept that I'm saying here, own the movie. Own the movie. Um, remember your soul in a movie. Because if you choose to do that, let's do it just as practice. And just recently I've been getting everybody to practice this. So if you want to, everyone, open your eyes. I'd like you to step back inside of yourself. Switch on, pretend that you're in a movie. Just switch it on. Just do it. Turn it on. Turn on the knowing that you're in a movie. Eyes open. Everything that you're looking at is a movie. This is what you need to do in a moment of fear. very simple and it's mechanical and your brain's telling you to do it like you you're actually telling your intellect is going okay I'm going to do this now so it's an intellectual thing that's cool because if you do do it if you take the action to do it it changes everything it changes your whole etheric the electromagnetic waveforms in in your etheric changes your subliminals change your unconscious changes um, your spirit mentors step closer because your whole aura relaxes in that moment you are returning back to base in that moment. You're returning back to the truth, which is you are a soul in a holographic experience. It is the actual truth. So when you you know, do this boring thing where your mind, where you sort of even remember to do it, and you sort of do this mechanical remembering to even do it, and then you do it, where you switch on the knowing 
or the pretending that you're in a movie with your eyes open. It's phenomenally powerful on an etheric level, on a spirit level. Because you, you just walk out of one parallel universe into another parallel universe. You walk out of a fear-based projection into your hologram into an empowered projection into your hologram. Okay, so quick little tool there at the end. Beautiful. Yes, really owning it and creating our reality by getting out of that fear and rising above it. And it's really like becoming the observer of it. That's what turning on the knowing of us being in a movie. And this is what it means why when they say this is all an illusion. Okay, so let's change and shift that into empowerment. Very comforting words as we wrap our heads around the current energies and what we're seeing here in the external world and that it's really a mirror and it could be a private, a very private affair as we go into this uh, magnetic amplification of this light. So we'll hold on to our hats and we're going to look for the opportunity. Well, this has been beautiful. I would love to give you a moment and the creator beings a moment to infuse us with creator level frequency so we can soak in this light intelligence. Mm. Lauren, thank you so much. Big hugs to you for holding the space. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being out, you know, just allowing me to tell the story. It it is not spoken often, I can tell you. Okay. <clears throat> oh, everyone, let's play. We're about to travel high in light. Sitting upwards. If you feel, you can lie down if you want to. Completely up to you because um, this is going to be a, uh, an etheric experience. We will walk in front of, holographically in front of these beings, um, these creative beings that are above the spirit universe of shadow and light. So we will be meeting them, we, we will be cognizing, moving in front of them and um, projecting an intention towards them, instructing them about our hopes for this reality that we're in, our hopes for ourselves, you know, to amplify light even more, to hold our light more consciously, to be really deliberate in our role that we've traveled so far, to be here now, right? So we can talk about all of this with them and instruct them. They love instructions. They love you and us to be clear what we need. They love to partner with us. Uh, <clears throat> they've taught me over the 20 years to how to partner with them and how to instruct them. These are the guys that said, guys, humans, please instruct us. We need instructions. Okay, so because that, that gives them permission, everyone. Normally they're outside the game. They're not allowed in. So when you instruct them, it gives them permission with their acceleration, to make a change. I'm just going to let that land. <laughs> okay, and that's the reason why when you're with them and meeting them, you've connected and you can talk to them again and instruct them again whenever you like and be, make that a thing for your life, right? If you want to serve in that way. All right, so, all right, everyone taking a deep breath. <clears throat> Excuse me. Letting it out slowly. Another deep breath inside. 
I'm very integrated with these beings. Um, they are just part of my consciousness and I will follow their journey here with us today. Uh, allowing a beautiful globe of light to be in front of you. Pretend. I always tell everyone to pretend. It doesn't matter because the spirit world will, in half a second, will begin to generate the frequency with you if you pretend and switch on a pretend mode. So pretend is good. So pretend, switch on in your imagination that there's a beautiful ball of light, a globe of light in front of you. I'd like you to step into that ball of light and merge with it fully. There's a particular quality of the light in this ball of light and it's already in training and training your etheric. Software downloads of extreme light, of joy, of freedom, of empowerment. Instantly there's a narrow column of light surrounding that beautiful sphere of light that you've already become part of, become one with. Let's begin to travel up like in an elevator, being pulled up quite quickly. Feeling the speed moving up higher and higher and higher, allowing yourself to, again, you can pretend if you wish, feeling yourself moving up through layers different frequencies, different timbres, as they say in sound, different qualities of layers of light as you're moving upwards in this elevator, this column of light, as that sphere of light that you are feeling empowered, feeling loved, feeling joy, feeling beautiful, feeling self-loving, feeling full of joy. Feeling calm, comfortable, open. Above us now is a layer, a ceiling, a sky of light. Now this light is super intelligent. This light is of the creator levels. We're literally moving out of the spirit universe of this game of shadow and light moving up through that membrane and up into that layer of light which is now at the level of the creator beings. It's very subtle, it's very gentle, it's very light, light, light. It's not dense, it's light. It's soft. It's instantly soaking into you and uh, it's fully conscious. So every particle of that light knows what it's doing and it's working with your etheric. It's definitely working with some of your Akashic memories, your soul memories. It's investigating right now. It's just in there observing your story as a soul. And now I'm being instructed to say that we're now moving up even higher 
the column of light is reformed around us and we're moving once more higher up this column of light traveling higher and higher and another layer is above us and once more we push ourselves up through the membrane and up into this layer more golden and sparkly different type of light still in creator levels again this light connects with us begins to touch us begins to move within our etheric very very gently deliberately knows exactly what it's doing moving what they're calling the healing points and I'm being told to say that they're moving inside your soul huge um, higher octaves of your soul bodies that carry etheric wounding not from physical lifetimes but from soul lifetimes remember we've walked through that story so each of you now which is totally fascinating for me that they're doing such a level of work you're being observed in your history books where really profound moments where shadow touched you and connected with your being as a soul this is being looked at with enormous compassion and capability their level of authority is allowed to travel to layers of shadow and where it's touched a being that most in the spirit world are not allowed to go to that uh, to even connect anywhere near that level of shadow authority I'm just going to be quiet for a tiny moment not very long letting them do this work they're just telling me that uh, this level of shadow that they are working with that connecting with and shifting transmuting and dialoguing with it's very poignant actually it's very much at um, high authority levels of shadow and it's doing a great service for these creator beings also because they are instantly connecting with the networks and are able to transmute those higher networks so they are looking through into the wider spirit worlds connected with these wound points so they're doing a slightly wider healing as well which is what they do it's like mopping up as they travel as they go as they work maximizing the opportunity as they should and I wanted to remind everyone excuse me for continuing but I wanted just to continue delivering just some potent points here they wanting to remind everyone that you are a soul and that uh, the role that you've wanted to have and implement at this time is to clean your auric field as deep as you can go so that the strength of your light is clean and free when they use that word free it means unencumbered by shadow memory by fear memory of shadow 
they're saying the strength, and this is very carefully chosen words, the strength of your resolve. I hope you can hear that. Remembering that external reality is run on the power of your intention. So they're using these terms, the strength of your resolve to hold light because you've encountered deep shadow will stay intact even if they clean the fear out of the memories of your Akashic Records. So the strength of your resolve will remain. The power that you've accumulated, the power that you have won through tough, tough, tough journey. They've nearly finished because they work extremely quickly. They work extremely quickly, I should say. Okay. They're still sort of finishing up. Putting your etheric back together again, actually downloading new consciousness training software in those places that were deeply wounded. I'm talking wounded on a soul level before you started physical incarnation. Um, relating to the stories that I was telling about profoundly being even taken by shadow. Taken meaning used um, a million percent by shadow even before any physical incarnations. Okay, so they're just finishing that up. They're putting new memory in there. Higher level, self-loving, self-recognizing, self-realizing consciousness memory sitting in there now. And I'm wanting to introduce to you an idea, a thought, a concept of self-loving yourself to the point where you know that you are a spirit being 100% of the time having an extraordinary experience of opportunity of being in a physical holographic life. Your human life with all your loved ones, with your family, with all the relationships that you have, with all the dreams and goals that you have. So imagine in front of you now a beautiful being of light. And this is a creator being. And your life with all of the beautiful people that you love, with all the goals that you have in your life, with all of the current restrictions that you may have in your physical life, whether it's financial restrictions, health restrictions, relationship restrictions. I'd like you to walk up to this being of light. You can hug them if you wish. This being of light is a, a metaphor for a vast layer of authority in the creator levels. They're just carefully giving you a sense of an individuation just for this moment so that you have something to point your instruction towards. However, don't uh, diminish it in your mind because this is a vast creator overseeing layer of love and light that oversees many universes. So in this moment, realize that they have acceleration to help you heal circumstances and yourself Maybe not the density of your physical body really quickly. However, the strength of your aura matters in everything that shows up, whether it's physical, financial, circumstantial, emotional. 
And this is what they focus on, the health of your aura. And that dictates the types of thoughts and emotions that you have, of course. So in this moment, you can give this beautiful being a hug. I'd love you to articulate and specify three or four issues or circumstances that you really need changed. You are an incredibly high being of light. You need these changed. Can you hear how I'm saying it's an instruction? You qualify for this moment and for help of this caliber. So I'm going to go quiet. Okay, everyone, I'm being invited by my beautiful creator being teams to just come in here and invite you to continue this conversation, maybe, when we've finished this call. And I just um, want to say, Lorraine, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And everyone's still in that state. Mm. You can stay there and hold the frequency connection if you wish. A very powerful, potent frequency connection. It made me very sleepy. It almost put me out. And that says mm. something, too, where we're allowing the energies, allowing the frequency. Such a beautiful connection. And I really hope that that connection inspires all of our listeners today. What a beautiful remembrance of why we are here as souls, what we agreed to take care of. Yes, there's scar tissue in the etheric Akashic, Akashic records, but that is what gives us personality and definitely what gives us the, tr the choice of strength, the choice of light. Thank you so much, Alicia. This has been an amazing time with you today. And you have some incredible teachings that you offer. For our listeners who are interested in expanding their knowledge with you, their connection to the higher frequencies through your frequencies and your team, you have some digital downloads and some courses for everyone mm -hmm. to take part in share a little bit about that before we say goodbye yeah just really quickly everyone it's just my privilege to offer you a special offer package which i call stay strong 
Uh, it's a term that my spirit, beautiful creative beings have offered and these are trainings on the specifics of shadow, how to work with your own auric field with shadow, how to recognize shadow, uh, tools how to work with it, um, processes to dive in to meet, by the way everybody, powerful spirit teams who specialize in transmuting shadow, not creative teams, these are much closer to the human levels but they are super accelerated, really really are in working with shadow. Um, I was an etheric healer for 10 years before I was introduced to these particular spirit teams and I'm passing them on to you and connecting you up to them in these trainings by the way and I just want to quickly say when I was introduced to these particular teams I could not believe the speed with which they worked with shadow after the 10 years of being a professional energy worker. It really was mind-blowing. So I'm just saying there's a massive leverage in jumping into these trainings, meeting these teams, learning how to work with them and uh, and also the the depth of knowledge that word for word actually is given by these creator beings in their compassion for us as humans um, and us as spirit, you know, wanting to understand our etheric so much more and wanting to understand how to walk in our continuum with a very good skill set and toolbox of how to manage shadow within inside of ourselves and also in someone else and also just generally out in the etheric. Very important, I feel, to hold our light steady. So these tools, these skills, uh, there's three modules that completely go into those, that drill in in detail, that activate, by the way, your remembrance as a soul in this lifetime. Huge activation. Uh, huge healings also. There's also three modules that are powerful spirit surgeries in themselves. Really, really, really incredible. Like we did a little bit today. These are 47 minute, 35 minute, full on with my spirit technician teams who are super high authority and super accelerated. We'll go in and forensically find in your Akashic records uh, whatever that focus is of each one of these modules. Um, for example, one... Uh, oh goodness you know one is I was just going to define it where is it here the um, your self value the what is causing and we, we can hear it straight away in that term a healing on self value wow what is causing the lack of self value in us it's a whole conglomerate of wounds this is what will be scanned and there's three separate powerful focuses. One of them is heart weariness. I know as I'm saying that, everyone is going, oh my God, that's going to be huge. <laughs> From yeah. all of those lifetimes, there will be just mm -hmm. such a string of pearls, you know, of past life wounds. <clears throat> so three beautiful, powerful, full focus, deep dive spirit surgeries where my spirit teens, my spirit surgeons will go in to your auric field. Big shifts will happen from that and many people have reported very big shifts. And the last of uh, three modules, there's three lots of three modules. There's, I wanted to add, and my spirit team prompted me to add to the special package, um, three modules of training, excuse me, <coughs> training 
those souls that have stayed up in the higher light that don't understand intensity, that don't understand how money works, that don't understand how business works, that have entered into this physicality not interested in money or business. They just, and yet they want to generate a revenue. They want to shine their light and love people and support themselves in their life. But they don't seem to have that strategic standing on the battleground kind of mentality, right? They just want to love. And these modules, in a kind of simplistic way, but given that I've, I'm 15 years deep into marketing on the internet, I really understand the detail of it. Um, <clears throat> I give the shortcuts and give you the whys and the, the why you're doing something and the, the shortcuts that work to generate mailing lists of a tribe of people that love your essence. And also the very first training is to wake up in you. I'm talking to you, the angel souls, I call them. To wake up in you the value of your beauty, of your love, of your innocence. The value to the business marketplace. The value of why people want that. And to see it as something that's got very high value currently in the global marketplace. The beauty, the love, the shininess, the joy. So there's a huge activation in those modules for you guys to dive into and to get a shift about why you're here and how to go about it, to magnify and broadcast your light, how to do it. Really easy now, right? With social media. <coughs> and so that's a three-module package with an ebook and a two-hour walkthrough the ebook of what you're actually doing step by step. So a beautiful special offer, a beautiful package for everyone. Wow. And all of it, by the way, dictated word for word by my creator being. Ah, oh, these beings. And their frequency in every word. Their frequency in the tone of my voice. Uh, you enter the space of them as you listen. And they download more and more of their frequency into you. So it's a maturing, it's a growing up of your auric field, of your etheric as you even expose yourself and, and soak into their energy. Excuse me. <coughs> mm, yeah. Beautiful. We are still soaking in their energy, by the way, <laughs> as we have enjoyed this conversation today. Beautiful. Thank you so much for putting that special offer together for our listeners. It's available on the special offer button on this webpage, and we invite you to check it out and partake in it if it resonates with your heart. This indeed is massive soul training. Thank you so much for that, Alicia. And oh my goodness. Well, we've touched on the, the, the biggest topic now of all. And this big picture of light versus darkness. And we can see that that's an individual journey and a private inside job for us to return to the light. To hold our light steady in the face of everything. We are on that journey and we are empowered by all the others who are joining us. No matter what we see out in our external world. As we say goodbye, Alicia, any last comments as we wrap up? Well, Lorraine, I'm just so grateful to your consciousness, doing the work that you're doing genuinely and authentically. I'm, 
just bowing to you in namaste and, and honoring and respect and love. Um, really big hug actually <laughs> to you and just to thank you for the work that you're doing. Love it. So honoring. And just for everyone, thank you for being here. Isn't that just the context of what I've just said? <laughs> thank gratitude. you. For, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for shining your light for your courage to be born at this time into this yes. physical hologram and uh you know what the last thing just for loving yourself for loving yourself ah that's a clue that's the rabbit hole self-love is the rabbit hole back into the fullness of yourself as spirit yes yeah we are the best ones to give ourselves that love like no one else can Thank you, thank you, thank you, Alicia Power, for this quantum conversation. Thank you, Lorraine. Namaste. Namaste. Again, a beautiful session. If you're interested in Alicia's special offer, be sure to check that out. And now we are going to integrate these energies. I know we are all still feeling the super connection to the higher frequencies. So let's move and dance together as we send our collective intentions across the universe to the cosmic heart. Namaste.
for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.